The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites. Not the time for saving. This is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from Sam Houston Race Park. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780-ESPN's your number. If you want to text the show, you can get us on the Facebook page as well. Just send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real, at Aaron is blitzed. At Tyler Drew Scott, at Degenerates975. You can text the show to the main number. You can also uh, watch us on Twitch. Well, you can't watch us on Twitch, but you can get on t- Twitch, listen, and comment. That's we right. Can, we can read the comments. We just can't communicate with you guys on the breaks like we usually do because we are at Sam Houston Race Park uh, live racing tonight. First of a, a couple appearances we're going to do out here this year. Obviously, not doing as much as in the past, but it's a different world, man. And it just it seems so odd that, uh, you know, it, this time last year, we were out here and doing the show and just, you know, everything seemed normal. Well, <laughs> it's funny you say this time last year, it's, it just seems odd. I was thinking about that today. This time last year, Jimmy Garoppolo was getting ready to play in a Super Bowl. Yeah. And now Jimmy Garoppolo is likely to be cut by the 49ers. I mean, isn't that pretty wild to think about? Yeah, it, I mean, you almost forgot about that game, right? It's been, with everything that's happened, it's kind of like, yeah, man, that's, that's right, San Francisco. It just feels like a whole different world to go. Yeah, and it, it's just, uh, I mean, it, it's so weird because everything, yeah, all, like it all stopped and, you know, and then we've slowly gotten back to where we have sports and stuff. And we always had horse racing, but uh, just very, very weird. So, uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number. Was there never a slowdown on racing? Uh, they didn't race here. Okay. Uh, they they wound up shutting that down. Um, but tracks like Oaklawn continued. As you recall, that's where Sean Payton picked up the COVID. Yeah. Uh, was at the racetrack. But... A lot of a lot of places kept going, so we had something to gamble on. There was that, but uh, they had to shut it down here. But they've got a nice meet going. Uh, some really nice uh, meet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice uh, meet. Oh well. <laughs> um, so I'll never grow up either, Fred. <laughs> I'm a 56 year old man too. Oh, of, of all the things we say for Jesus Easterby to be the thing that bothers you, woo. Want me to call him Allah Easterby? That's fine, too. I could do that. Does that work? Or do you, you want something less offensive? Like, I mean, because maybe he's not a god. Maybe he's like a demigod. Uh, Easterby? Yeah. Well, I don't think he's either. Okay. I think he's just a, uh, he's a disciple. And, ah. And he's... That's that's he's taken that into the workplace. Judas Easterby. Hey, Judas Easterby is a good that, one. That is a good one. That's not bad. You know that that that's a pretty big name. Does that offend people less? I don't know. If we call him, let let me know on the text line or on the Twitch if that offends you less. If I call him Judas Easterby, 
We have to come to a decision. Well, well you know, what's okay? Yeah, I mean, I, I want. Hey, a I, lot of sensitive people. Out I there. don't want to alienate people. I don't want to, you know, hate on the people who don't have a sense of humor. That's okay. Some people don't. You know, some people aren't smart. They have to read off a teleprompter really, really slow. That's okay. You don't want them on your football team. Yeah, Preferably. Even his little intro today, though, it was just like, on behalf of the McNair family. <laughs> it's like I'm listening to Stephen Hawking or something. I feel like Janice has got to be just going like, stop saying on behalf of the family. You're the <laughs> idiot, all right? Don't, don't, try, uh, don't try and uh, blame us for this. Uh, I like dogs and I love gambling. Anyone who has negative stuff to say about your radio show is just looking for someone to release their anger from their unhappy life at home. That's okay. Do it. If that's, if that's your case, it's, uh, Katie from Santa Fe said that. Somebody said, you beat me to Judas. All right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. The, uh, I'm, I'm just, trying to, just trying to help the people here. I'm trying to have fun. And, yeah. Jehovah Easterby? That's not bad. Jesus Jack is what I've been calling him. So I think Judas is a good one, actually. You know, Simple Jack is probably the perfect name, but we already have a Simple we've, Jack. We've already uh, established And one. we like him. Yeah. And we don't like this guy. So, I mean, I guess Simple Jack, in using it differently, using the words differently, maybe. I like to imagine uh, Jack Easterby wearing a Panic at the Disco shirt. Like that. That's the only way he could be the real simple Jack. Yeah, he might be wearing a striper shirt or mess. Yeah, it would be a jars of clay shirt. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Seven one three seven eight zero. ESPN is your number. Seven one three seven eight zero. Michael W. Smith is my John Lennon. Well, all right. I uh, I wonder if uh, yeah. How how much influence does this guy actually have? And I know stories keep getting dropped, but I mean, it just it feels like this guy's got his fingers in everything. It's so funny that you would think after they got rid of O'Brien, there'd be this giant sigh of relief over the whole city and, and over the fan base. And it's really it's really no different right now with him gone, right? Mm-hmm. Because had we known that this was like this was the source of the real power, it's, it's more of the same though. That's the problem: is you bring in yet another Patriots guy, and you've already got a Patriots guy behind the scenes there who may be the problem more so than O'Brien was when it comes to the front office. And now you're about to choose him over your quarterback. Yeah, and I don't know how the fan base can look at that and just say, oh, "You know what? I, I I'm still going to go buy tickets to this thing." Right. Well, someone I but they to will had said. One of the guys who runs in some of those circles, or used to at least, Pat said, Stat. Uh, <laughs> close, not really. Okay. Uh, apparently, the new word is there's an article published by SB Nation. Uh, a guy was at the Senior Bowl and heard two agents talking to each other about text messages that both of their clients had been receiving from Jack Easterby, acting like a basically psycho ex girlfriend who would yell at them and scream at them in one text, wait a couple minutes and go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to do what's best for you, man. <laughs> and I talked to him about this, and he was like, uh, actually, it turns out Easterby's making a lot more decisions and personnel stuff than anybody will ever know. He's apparently texting players and agents on his own phone now, trying to set up deals for Casario. Well, that, I mean, that's what... 
Yeah, I mean, that's but, not that unusual. I mean, if Casario's saying, hey, check in with this guy and find out. But he's, yeah. he's doing this outside of Casario's and then bringing these guys to Casario and going, here, go get this guy. Yeah, see, I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Listen, I, I mean, it, it's, it, it, I mean, it wouldn't shock me. It, yeah. But also, no, I mean, none, nothing will surprise me with this organization now. No, really, nothing. It, it it wouldn't shock me, but it also is not unusual for a GM to tell a football ops guy, "Hey, man, reach out to these guys because yeah. these are some people we're looking at." And um, you know, but again, this even this hire feels like it's got his fingerprints all over. Yep. It. So I mean, it's certainly possible. And if that's a, if that's a point, then this this thing is doomed beyond anything that that we can even. And I have, listen, I have a very active imagination. Yeah, I'm very very proud of that. Well, um, I mean, that's why you're into aliens and cartoons. Um, and well, not just aliens and cartoons, hot aliens and funny cartoons. No, I'm talking about having sex with aliens and cartoons. Uh, oh yeah, well, that's who, an active imagination. Well, yeah, because you know that's. You know. I, I can honestly say I've never thought to myself, God. I'd love to have sex with that cartoon person. Like, it's just never crossed my mind. You gotta be more creative, AJ. I, I know. It's just not me. That's where. That's where you. Uh, you you're just. You're. You're on a higher plane than I am. But in my wildest imagination, I can't see any scenario where if this guy is really the one pulling the strings, I see no scenario where this ever turns around. I mean, this. I mean, he is a. He's a horrible, horrible personnel guy. Let's start with that. Who has alienated everybody, and you're chasing off a franchise quarterback because of him. Uh, I, I just, I'm sorry, man. There's just, uh, th- I see no hope for the future. We whatsoever. haven't even really talked about this, but I, I mean, safe to assume now, Will Fuller's not coming back. Yeah, I would guess. <laughs> I mean, the, the whole reason Will Fuller would come back is if Deshaun was like, hey, I really want Will Fuller back. And now Deshaun doesn't even want to be here himself, so I can't imagine Will Fuller saying, you know what, I'll sign to stay here with the Texans, knowing that Deshaun might not be here. Like, that wouldn't make any sense for Will Fuller. Like, no, but not that Will Fuller really matters in the grand scheme, but it is, it's another thing that I hadn't really thought about until just this moment. I'm like, wow. It's another impact, you know, a decision that may be impacted by well, this Well, and – you know, I think Brandon Cooks is another guy. Well, Brandon Cooks is here on a contract. He is, but he, and can, Brandon Cooks but he is a, can be cut for zero. Uh, right. But as we know, Brandon Cooks is an Easterby guy. Yeah. They want Brandon Cooks here because Brandon Cooks is in the same prayer circle with Jack. They, they sit around and read Bible verses together and then discuss football plans, apparently. <laughs> uh, but, it, yeah, Brandon Cooks is in the inner circle. I don't think he's got – a bunch of baby mamas and stuff. Like I, I don't know. Will, I don't know if Will Fuller's got baby mamas, but as we know, if you're a receiver with baby mamas, you're not long for this place anymore. No, no. Or if you're anyone with baby mamas, yeah, uh, I, I think you're gone. So okay, so don't reproduce. Let, let's well, start with that. That that's probably only, in your contract. Don't reproduce. Well, listen, just do what do what you're supposed to do, Fred. Don't fornicate. Wait until marriage to have sexual relations, and then only have sex when you're trying to procreate. That's the way to do it. You stay a virgin until you get married. You can have sex for fun one night. Your wedding night, you're allowed one shot at sex for fun. After that, you should only have sex if you're trying to create a child. Hmm. These are the rules. So somebody said, "This is this is depressing. told down from on high." 
Yeah, from uh, and that that especially goes for football players for that office at the top of the building in Kirby. Yeah, that's, that's the on high. Oh man, so this, this is depressing. Thought a fresh start. That's the thing; it doesn't feel like a fresh. You're, start. There's no fresh start here, Bubba. No, you ain't getting no fresh start here, Bubba. More of the same, like Deshaun tweeted. More things stay the same. Oh, man, so it's after damn near a decade of waiting for season tickets. Next year will be my first year having them, and I, can't, <laughs> I cannot pass them up, and I couldn't be more disappointed. You can pass them up. That's the thing. You have that power. Don't give in. Well. Don't sell. Take the money you are going to spend on those tickets and put it into AMC stock. Apparently, that's the smart thing to do now. <laughs> Buy Blockbuster. Is, is that the next one they're doing? Well, if you had spent your what, – what do you think the deposit is on season tickets? Five uh, grand? Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, I don't know. If you'd bought five grand worth of Blockbuster on Monday, I, I mean, you would have like $15 million right now. Like, I mean, what, what were you waiting for? I uh, was waiting to know that was actually going to happen. Well <laughs> – What's better? Because i got to tell you, Blockbuster is not on my list of well, stocks that I would be looking at. Now ask yourself this. If you had five grand to, to use on something, would you rather light it on fire, on, like trying to win with Blockbuster stock, and potentially lighting it on fire, or would you rather be forced to go to every Texans game going forward? I think I might just light my money on fire with Blockbuster stock. I, that, that's I, just you, me. You know what? I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to dispute that because here's what I would do. I'd go ahead and get the tickets so I could go tailgate with my friends and have a good time. You can buy tailgating and, tickets to every game. You're good. That's okay. And then I would, I would go into the building having bet against the Texans every single week, wearing the other team's colors, and rooting for the other team. That's what I would do. And guess what? I would probably make more money doing that than you're going to make off Blockbuster stock tomorrow. Well, now, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you missed the boat. You know, it's, it's, you, well, you just got to find the next thing. Yeah. Like if you can find AOL, a, if you can find a company that's really into sundials, like <laughs> uh, that, that could be the next big thing. AOL might be a good thing to invest in right now. <laughs> Yahoo, uh, I don't know. Yahoo's too established. Well, maybe we, we, so. need, we need something from the past. I think AOL's a good one. AOL is Ask good. Jeeves. <laughs> How about Ask Jeeves? Bing. Now's the time to ah, invest in Bing. MySpace. Well, no, because I think like Trump and Alex Jones are on MySpace. A lot of people might oh. go there. I thought that was that other site. I, I'm confused. Parlor. I think that thing uh. didn't make it. Ah, you should, uh, people shorted Parlor, and it, now look where it's at. Oh man! All right, what's that? Hoops. Hoops. Oh, oh man! My pro dunk hoops goal in my uh, in my my driveway has gotten so much use because. You know, my kid's getting practiced up for his game tonight that they might lose by 35 points. Uh, but it won't be because he hasn't had time to get out there and practice. He's been out there hooping it up. Uh, the whole neighborhood wants to come over and hoop it up because we've got the nicest goal in the neighborhood, certainly. And it's really the, the best goal you can get on the market. It's the thickest steel you can get on the market, the best backboard you can get on the market. And if it cracks or breaks for any reason, they'll replace it for free. 
this is a legit backboard. I mean, it looks like mine looks like I stole it from the Toyota Center, uh, which I did not, mind you. I got it from Pro Dunk Hoops. See everything they got going, and, and they've got a design to fit your home, your driveway, your backyard. They've got a fully portable version, and they're all adjustable from five to ten feet. So no matter what age kid you got, they can get out there and make baskets, and that's what's fun. Is make nobody wants to go out there and uh, your six year old doesn't want to go out there and try and dunk on a ten foot goal. That's not fun for him. 281-351-9822 or check them out online. ProDunkHoops.com to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from Sam Houston Race Park. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz, and we'll get back to Jesus Easter being a little bit. Right now, very, very happy to have on the show my good friend, track announcer out here at Sam Houston Race Park, Chris Griffin, at In the Grandstand on Twitter which uh, is easy to find. He's a great follow. Uh, pretty damn good handicapper, too. Uh, we were talking uh, earlier about, you know, a year ago, we're sitting here all excited, talking about all the great races we're going to have and all this stuff, and then everything just falls apart <laughs> out of nowhere. And, you know, and then you're, you were gone, went back to California for a while, and now at least it, it feels almost a little normal. Almost. Almost. Yeah. Almost is probably a good way to put it as far as our selections go sometimes, too. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been a wild ride. Yeah, we were sitting here, and we were just going through some of the cards and whatnot, and, and uh, then it all kind of just happened. Texas Champions Day, and then we had the, the little bit of weather the night before, and then the transformer goes out, and turn the lights on. They didn't turn on, and we had to shut things down. So uh, we're back at it. Uh, racing's been great. Field yeah. size has been great. Um, Handle's been very good, and people are getting involved, and a lot of people uh, very interested in Sam Houston Race Park, right? I think it's it's the Houston Texans probably won, and then the Houston Racing Festival coming up on Sunday is number number two, maybe a distant second, but uh, we're excited, man. It's, yeah. uh, we're looking forward to it. I, I mean, the, the Racing Festival, and, and, and we'll get into that in a few minutes, yeah. but I, I think it's the same thing I've said to you the last two years. It's going to be the best day of racing in the country here. Yes. On Sunday. Yes. Which, uh, with, with and the, the way it's spotted, I mean, it, because you, you we're just talking about football. You have football, you kind of get sandwiched in between it because they just had their AFC and NFC championship. Then they have a week off. Now we slide in that spot. It's a good place to be on a Sunday afternoon. Looks like it's going to be really nice weather. Yep. And uh, some nice barns coming in, some nice horses that you're going to see. And uh, we've That's had two. Todd Pletcher's got a couple. Todd Pletcher's got a couple. Brad Cox has one on the also eligible. We'll see if that one gets in. And then Mike Maker, you know, he is always <laughs> ready to roll. Um, yeah, he's got 5,000 turf horses. With, with his turf horses, he's got three of the great, B, uh, great three, John B. Connolly. And then Latruska is a real interesting one, the favorite in the classic, because uh, I talked to the trainer, Fausto Gutierrez. and. Yeah. He started training 23 years ago, and this was the first track, one of the first tracks that he was training at was Sam Houston Race Park. So he said it was real special for him to come back, and he's got a real quality uh, filly and mare there in uh, Latruska. She's got speed from the outside, and she'll be tough, and it's... It's going to be a great day. Yeah, uh, we'll be able to have some fans in attendance, and obviously following protocols and things like that. But uh, you know, we're rolling. Yeah, and I, as I, I mentioned earlier, it's like they're definitely following the protocols here. It's like we 
Uh, even in the, even the urinals, every other one's close, so that you can't get too close to anybody. But uh, uh, but, but it's you know this is a big facility, so you, and and that's one of the reasons why um, we were happy to come out and do a road show. Frankly, is because we can't separate. It's right. not not like what uh, what caused us all to get the Rona. But uh, uh, you guys are, are doing things as safe as you can. So come on out and bet, get in on the action. And uh, uh, Sunday, you know the the ladies' classic's a big race. It's it's a it's an interesting field. But there's some great betting value in some of the other races around it, man. Those are big fields with some long shots that I like, and I'm pretty sure you got a couple you like too. Yeah, I mean, 100%. It's just we have an early pick five that we added. We, have it, we don't have an early pick five throughout the season, but we added one for racing festival. We got a late pick five. We got those early pick fours and late pick fours. You know, from a wagering standpoint, betters, they like the low takeout. It's kind of what we've become known for for the horizontal wagers. It's basically more money in your pocket when you win. Uh, at 12%, that's, that's where you want to be. And we're going to have, like I say, good weather on a Sunday afternoon, some real nice racing, some big barns, some big names, and nothing but winners from Fred Fowler and Chris Griffin. <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, the funny thing, you and I have like a – because they always post our, our wins, our total yeah. number of wins on the tip sheet that goes out to the, the, the public. And it's kind of uh, – I, I don't follow it that closely until we start getting to the end of the season right. and start seeing where we're stacked up. Right, right. Because you either. always go on a run where you'll get like six in a day. <laughs> it, it's, it, it always happens. Well, and it, it's so funny because I'm not – I mean, we're, we're, we're having, we picked some good horses. I mean, it's not like, you know, the, the, the pick suck or anything, but we haven't picked as many winners as, as I would like. Yep. But, man, I have only had two nights this meet where I wasn't playing pick, rolling pick threes where I didn't make money. One of them was last night. Yes. And, that, and you're like Trey Styles, who just walked away, who's, yeah. who's right here, my co-host for the Simulcast Show. But he, uh, he's been given selections, too, and he's been just doing very well in horizontal wagers when he's been able to go even two or three deep uh, on those pick threes and things like that. And because it's a dollar minimum yeah. with a 12% take, it, it's, it's really... Well, you could spread deep in some of these races where they're wide open, and that's, that's what I've been doing. I caught a $70 yes. horse in one of them, and yes. it just, you know... It, that's how you. That's how you turn a little bit into a lot. Yeah. And uh, by the way, Trey, who, who is a great handicapper, you can see him on the pre-race show. Uh, is ride that pony ride underscore that underscore pony. Great follow for Twitter. He tweets out a lot of his pick four plays for the people. So. Yeah, man. He he knows what he's doing. He's a hall of famer when it comes yeah. to tournaments and, and stuff like that. So he's a he's a good guy to sit next to me. And even Keith Jones is joining us for Houston Race Festival. Do you see that? No, I haven't seen that. The former Parks announcer. He recently yeah. retired. He's going to be joining doing uh, some paddock preview. So he'll be here on Sunday. It's just uh, it's great, man. We're really looking forward to it. Twenty twenty is in the past. We're rolling through twenty twenty one, and we're going to have a fantastic racing festival on sunday yeah so let's talk about that a little bit uh obviously you know the the ladies classics a big one you got latruska in there but steve asmussen has a couple of fillies that uh including defending champ lady apple i i think that that might be a little more wide open than it than it looks in the wagering so what do you think motion emotion is going to do i think that's the biggest question right. for me because the horse has speed steve asmussen just got the horse um my race horse and spendthrift they, they partnered up with motion emotion and and she's going to have to show some speed i think from the rail latruska's Going, I mean, right. I don't. I don't yeah, think he, she has one gear. I don't think she there's any right kind the of uh, question whether she's going to go to the lead or not. So if those two hook up, it does set up for a horse like Lady Apple. Uh, if you kind of look at her form, it's probably not the same as it was last year coming into the race. But she likes the distance. She's five of nine at it. She's won here. She's the defending champion. She's she's on site. She looks good. Um, so you know, it's it's hard to leave a horse like that out. And then you got to. Even a, a local horse that everyone's kind of rooting for, and she's our fastest Texas bred. It's a big step up, but yeah. uh, she might sit in a, a nice spot from a pace standpoint to at least get a piece or, or kind of be, you know, in the final hunt. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that last race at Delta wasn't bad at all in the slop, and, uh, I mean, Treasure Chest is a pretty, pretty good field. 
I mean, it really does start and end with Latruska. If she makes the lead, she's going to do what she always does, 11 out of 15 times. If but, she gets the breather on the backstretch, she will be very tough to catch. But There's if, no if she gets hooked, though, she has a tendency to quit. And that's, that, to me, is the whole key to the race. Somebody's going to have to go with her. What do you think of this? So I looked at this race, too. Every jockey in here, they haven't ridden the horse before. Yeah, that's weird. I, I was looking at that, and I, I kept looking at it. And maybe, like, further, further back in the form, but everything I've seen so far on the races that these horses have run lately, I mean, I keep looking through it, and I see that the jockey, it's a new jock uh, on the horse for the Classic. Yeah, that's that's str- And you've got some guys coming from out of town, I guess. It's the, it, the you know, it's part of it is the protocols are in place and the horses that were just running here and there and different regions and, uh, you know, obviously a couple other tracks in the region that are running too. So, yeah, it's just I, I found that kind of interesting that it will be first time for – for all the riders here getting on the, on their mounts. The other big race is the uh, John Connolly Turf, mile and a half. Uh, Michael Maker owns this race. He's going for eight. His and eight. I, I actually like a horse of his that, I mean, I think he's got 12 horses in the race, let's be honest. But I like a long shot of his, A Journey to Freedom at 10 to 1 is who I have picked for that race. He's uh, been nibbling against some really good horses. Very much looks like every winner he's ever brought here. Like He doesn't look like his best horse, but... Uh, I, I mean, he's, he's only run three races since they claimed the horse and, and never never more than uh, he's three and a half lengths back in the Belmont Derby, which is a grade one, but he's been pretty close every other time, and I think it's just one of those dead setup races for him that Maker's got him right where he wants him. Both grade threes have been really, they're, they're really interesting because they are not slam dunks. I mean, it's not, you know, a Midnight Bisu type situation where you think she's going to be one to nine in the race. You know, you've got Marzo, who seems to have not liked the last two trips. Marzo is one that could bounce back, I think is probably going to yeah. show some space because Tut's Revenge is going to go. Another right. one that, that you know is going to be on the front end. That's his, that's his game. And I see at nine to two, a lot of people are starting to kind of talk about the seven Tuts Revenge and getting out there and loose on the lead, um, so we'll we'll kind of have to see how that pans out. A Journey to Freedom is a nice pick, especially a ten to one on a, on a trainer that knows and points to winning this race. And yeah. so the horse has been uh, keeping good company and ran a Grade One at Belmont, you know, not too many starts ago, and comes in fresh and, and has a big shot. And li- like you say, sometimes it's the the horse you're kind of not looking at or expecting that ends up running big. Yeah, and that's uh, uh, and that was right off the claim where he ran pretty well to, in the Belmont race. So I'm, I get a feeling now that Maker's got he knows what he's got with this horse, and you know so that's I think there's a good price to be had there. And there's there's but there's other stakes on this card, man. That's what's so cool. Uh, you got the turf sprint, which is going to be a lot of fun. You've got the the stoner side sprint, which uh, Nitrous is is the favorite in there. That's a horse that's run against pretty much every. Every quality sprinter that you've heard of, this guy's run against. Yes. And, uh, you know, he's uh, – the, the one thing I remember about him is going back to June of last year in the Woody Stevens, I had Hog Creek Hustle at 18-1 uh, to 1, yeah. who won the race, and I had this guy behind him in the exacta for a huge <laughs> chunk. So he'll always have a warm spot in my heart. Look, a horse named Nitrous just <laughs> sounds like a spr- – like, you know, just a stone-cold sprinter can just get out there and can run fast. And uh, Nitrous, the rail draw was the only thing that I kind of took a look at with him because I don't know if he's going to be able to get up with those leaders. I don't think he likes being on the rail either. Um, and so – and I tried to beat him, but he's run against some real tough customers in that race. Uh, I actually – Mesa Moon actually kind of looks kind of interesting to me at 30 yeah. to 1. Uh, I'm not even sure the horse is going to be 30 to 1, but uh, you could take a shot in there. On my tips and picks, I put Nitrous as the most likely winner. I kept trying to beat him because I said, man, it, but look at the running lines. Look who he's been up against. The trip does concern me, though. The, ra- the rail would be interesting at a, at a short price, too. Yeah, the, uh, the thing about Mesa Moon that uh, we talk about who horses have run against, 
mean, this horse ran second to Welder, who never loses at Remington. Correct. Right. That that horse is is the secretary of Remington Park. It's it's a, it's a step up. It's yeah. definitely a big step up. But you know, there's there's some speed in there, but there's also some questionable speed too. You know, and Mike Maker's horse unmoored. When you're looking at that Stonefish Sprint, I. I thought kind of looked good in the five furlong turf sprint as well, but they chose to bring the horse on the dirt. So, yeah. but again, you're going to question Mike Maker. I mean, he knows where <laughs> yeah. he's putting his horses and spotting them, so they know what they've got. Um, I think it's real interesting. The Texas Turf Mile is just that that race is just growing. That's going to be uh, yeah. a big race as it continues on. There's a nice person there. It's for three year olds, restricted. Uh, going two turns on the grass here, the beautiful John B. Connolly Turf Course, and that's a good one. I know a lot of people like Palazzi. Yeah, in that race. yeah. I, I, don't remember who I picked there, but it was it wasn't the favorite. But uh, I I love the fact that 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 is a race that there's just not a lot of three year old turf races there's this not. time of year. So it's a perfect one that, to get better. Not on better. the grass. Not on the grass. Right there, restricted. Yeah. All right. Uh, so six forty five post tonight for people coming out. They can get our tips on the free tip sheet. It's also on the website. You just go to shrp.com, and uh, I believe it's uh, simulcasting, and then go to handicapping. Get tips our picks. And picks. I think it's plan your visit. Actually, it says tips and picks. Okay. So, Fred Fower and Chris Griffin. You got the top line. You demand. Yeah, you that, demand. that drives AJ nuts that I always get the top billing. So. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, by the way, and if you do come out, and, and like I, I watch every night on RTN and listen to, to Chris every night, and I've, I've said this to you before. I think you're one of the best young race callers in the business. I'm glad you're back here. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, have a, have a great weekend. Let's pick some winners for the people. No, I'm, it's great to be back. It's great to see you, Fred. I appreciate the coverage, and just uh, great to be back in Houston, man. Loving it, enjoying it, and we're ready for Sunday. A great weekend ahead. Well, it's good to have you back, and uh, hopefully by the end of this thing, we're, we're all getting a little bit back to normal. Yes, sir. All right, that is Chris Griffin. He is the track announcer out here. He does a fantastic job. He really does. So, uh, yeah, we're going to need to go to break here in just a second. But, uh, but, yeah, it's a really big card Sunday, and if I'm not out here, I guarantee I'm going to be sitting at home, watching it on, on my computer, throwing a few dollars, and, uh, you know, betting on all the races. So, uh and so far, it's been a really nice mix of sensible favorites and wild long shots, which is my kind of game. All right. You know what my kind of game is? Uh, Window game. Oh. Yeah. Uh, all, and there's only one player, baby. All-state windows. All-state windows and siding. They came out to my house, and I, my wife wanted new windows. I wasn't so sure. But they came out and they showed us what they got going on. You don't have to. You don't have to have them out at your house if you're not comfortable with that. They can do a virtual showing as well. But they came out to my place. We liked. I, I liked the product. Uh, they, we talked price, and I said, "All right, let's do it, Bubba." So what they do? They they measured all my windows. Uh, they we customized the way the windows how we wanted them to look. They said, "All right, we'll have them out here in a couple weeks," and boom, they did. And then they came out and installed them, and it was so fast. It was so easy. Uh, they left no mess behind. You could tell. You couldn't even tell they were there. Other than now, I had really beautiful windows on my home. It's it's increased the uh, the beauty of my home inside and out. And I'm saving forty percent on my electric bill. How about that? You want the best rate? Call Allstate. Twenty five percent off all window packages right now. Eight three two two zero four nineteen thirty six. That's eight three two two zero four nineteen thirty six. Or check them out online. Allstate Siding and Windows dot com. SPN 97.5. The 
This is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from Sam Houston Race Park. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz, live from Sam Houston Race Park. I want to thank Chris Griffin for coming on. One thing I like about him is most of the guys who do horse racing are my age or older. And uh, it's nice to see some young blood in there. And speaking of young blood, comes to college basketball. There's there's nobody better than Brad Powers. Follow him on Twitter at Brad Powers Seven. What's going on, Brad? What's happening, gentlemen? You know, just another one of those days. We're out at a, at a racetrack, Brad. You'd love it here. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 not, the, the dogs or the ponies? On the ponies. All right, I like it. it. Hey, uh, do, you, do you do you play them? Do you win? No, I don't, and I, I wouldn't win if I did play. So yeah, I'm the same uh, way. Fred, Fred, yep, Fred's, Fred's a wizard with it. Yeah. Well, Brad, let's get into some of these games coming up this weekend. Uh, let's start with uh, the, the game that it'll be right here on our station. In fact, the Texas A&M Fighting Aggies at Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State has has been one of, if not the worst, teams in the Big Twelve. Texas A&M can't get their offense going against anyone. Who who wins this this battle of the resistible force and the movable object <laughs> i lean a and m i mean they have just shown a little bit more especially on the defensive side of the ball i mean their defense their aggie defense is the best unit on the floor i know it's not saying much i mean two of the i mean for stack ranking power ratings among the, the major conference teams i mean these would be two of the worst but i also lean under i mean both teams run you know two of the slowest tempos of any team in the country so so i lean a and m and the under Interesting matchup between Alabama and Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma just got a win over Texas, missing a couple guys, and, and Oklahoma is really poor defending the three-point shot. Texas wasn't able to take advantage of it. Alabama is going to shoot threes. Uh, I, th- I thought it was interesting that Alabama opened up as a two-point dog against Oklahoma. Do you think that number's about right, or, or, or is the market still sleeping on what Alabama really is? Well... I'm a little surprised by it. The, I'm not surprised that Oklahoma is the favorite, but I expected Alabama to open the favorite. But what we have seen here recently, at least in the last few games that Alabama's played, market's very anti-Alabama, and I would consider it sharper, bigger money because with, with Alabama covering point spreads left and right and with 10 straight wins as far as straight up goes, yeah, we've seen point spreads move multiple points against the Crimson Tide. Yeah, that always worries me to go up against that. But when you talk matchup, I mean, it's basically going to come down to three-point shooting for Alabama. If they make them, uh, they don't need to necessarily make them at a historic rate like they did against LSU a few games ago. But uh, if they're dropping, uh, which a lot of teams do against the Sooners, then, then there's no way I'm laying points against this Crimson Tide team. Speaking of LSU, Texas Tech giving three on the road at LSU. LSU is horrendous on defense. They just, they just yep. don't do it. Um, but they've got athletes. They can score. Uh, and obviously Texas Tech known for their defense. What wins out in this one? I think it's a decent spot to play on Tech. I'm a little disappointed it's three. thought the number would probably be one or so. But uh, I think the market's all over this one. It's also a good spot for Tech off back-to-back tough losses. Especially in West Virginia, where they, they played about as well as you could, but West Virginia obviously couldn't miss a shot down the stretch in that one. I just trust Texas Tech, the more balanced team here, 
to go get a, a nice road win for them. Uh, Villanova, they, they came back uh, after a long layoff. They're 2-0 and in, in Big East play since they came back. Wins over a win at home over Seton Hall and Providence. Now their, their first road trip since their COVID shutdown at Seton Hall. Uh, Nova giving six on the road at Seton Hall. Does that seem high to you? That does seem high. I like Seton Hall here. Uh, a Seton Hall team, you know, kind of, <laughs> I hate to use the do factor, but lost to Villanova, you know, 11 days ago by a bucket, and then obviously blew a big lead against Creighton just a few nights ago, a game that they absolutely, I mean, forget covering a point spread, should have won the game outright uh, against the Blue Jays uh, a few nights ago. I, I just think sooner or later the, the, the ball might bounce their way. I'm going to lean Seton Hall here. I, I thought the number uh, would come like three or four, and with it at six right now, i got to bet Seton Hall. Uh, speaking of six, Florida plus six. At West Virginia, this is, going to, this is a really interesting matchup. Numbers a little bit higher than I thought it would be, but I, I think it's a really good matchup uh, on paper. What do you think of Florida and West Virginia? Yeah, I, I agree with you again. Uh, a little higher than what I expected. Uh, I expected the number to be you know closer to four at six, especially West Virginia team off a very fortunate win against a Florida team that you know looks like they found a little bit of their mojo after that big win against Tennessee. They won two straight after that one. Uh, I'm going to lean with the Gators here. The, the biggest point spread in a game that I think could be interesting in a while, and I'm, I'm so terrified to bet against Baylor, but Auburn plus 15 at Baylor, boy, that is tempting because Auburn has looked like a, a different team in the last couple weeks. They, they finally are you know, healthy. They've, they've got everybody in the, in the mix. And it, with Sharif Cooper on the floor, this does not look like a team that is going to lose – too many games by 15 points. What do you think? Totally agree. So this will be my best bet of all the games that we've discussed. Uh, seems like it's a little, little bit public now, but the reality is there's been a fundamental change in Auburn basketball. They have covered every game that Cooper's played, now six straight covers. And, and yet, you know, a lot of the Kempom markets and all the other analytics stuff out there, they're counting the full season. I would focus more on what Auburn's been the last six games more than anything. And especially with Cooper being arguably the best freshman uh, in, in the country at this point. Yeah, I, Baylor's been having no problem getting margin on a lot of teams, but with Auburn running a ton of pace, it's tough to get margin on Auburn. So, yeah, I, I like the Tigers plus the hefty number. And a, uh, an interesting matchup of teams that were hot to start the season and have cooled down immensely, but Kansas plus 2.5 on the road at Rocky Top, Tennessee. Kansas at the Vols, what do you think? Lean Kansas, but I'm going to prefer the under. Both teams really struggling on the offensive side. Kansas, five straight games with 70 points or less. I mean, Tennessee's had three straight woeful performances as far as their offense. But, you know, the good thing for both teams, they can rely on their defenses, both top 15 in the country as far as adjusted defensive efficiency. Tennessee runs a relatively slow tempo. Going to be a close game, a really important game for both teams that they get a win here. So, Slower tempo under you know under one thirty looks good to me. We were talking today about a futures, Brad, the futures market, and someone asked about UH at like what twenty two to one or something like that. Twenty five, yeah. twenty five to one. It, it, and I said, listen, you're, you, any futures odds you take, you have to basically say you, you're betting that they can beat Baylor and Gonzaga. Uh, you know, and, you, and you'll probably have to play play both of those teams to to win something. 
Like, are, are you invested in any futures, or is that something this uh, – like, I didn't want to play any futures this year because uh, who knows, with COVID, I just didn't want my money locked yeah. into something that was so, you know, iffy to even happen. But do, do you feel like there's any value on any of these teams outside Baylor and Gonzaga, or do those two teams seem so far ahead that maybe just choose the one of those two that you prefer? Yeah, so – I did bet one, but it's a unique one. So there's a sports book here in Vegas that, you know, do the right thing. They, they allow you to bet yes or no on futures. And I bet no Gonzaga won't win the NCAA championship at minus 300 because I thought, hey, there's not, not only is it really tough to do it, but, and I'm taking the field at minus 300, but there's might be a team out there that's better than Gonzaga and Baylor. So uh, I did bet that. Uh, I'm anxious to see what, you know, if I'm running a sports book, why wouldn't you offer this prop? Why is this not even widely available at this point? Why not have Gonzaga and Baylor versus the field at this point? Maybe Gonzaga and Baylor are the slight favorites. Uh, I think that would be a really so. good prop, would get a ton of volume. I mean, what would you bet? You probably, I, I think that you get equal action. You get a hell of a lot of volume. Well, I, th- I certainly think you'd get equal action because I think that you've got fans of all these other teams that would be willing to go and, yep. and throw some coin down. Uh, but I also think that you know the Gonzaga Baylor side is probably the right side. So, it, but it's a, it yep. is something I'm surprised you don't see more of because rarely do you have such a a gap between the top and the rest. Uh, it would would seem like something that a book could put out there and, and really get some volume on. Yeah, I mean, uh, sooner or later, you and I will have to open one up, and we'll, you know, leave the the, the horse racing, the the Fred there, and you know, we'll have all our bases covered. One of these days, one of these days, if uh, if Bitcoin really takes off, maybe we can do that. Uh, that that's Brad Powers from BradPowersSports.com. dot uh, com. Appreciate the time, Brad. Follow him on Twitter at Brad Powers Seven. We will talk to you next week, bud. All right, sounds good. Take care, guys. All right, we are going to take a very quick break. We come back. You know, we're going to have sex in front of everybody. Yeah, that's new. I was going to say a gym of the day. Pretty, pretty in pink today, Freddie. Uh, I've been waiting to see how long it would take you to make fun of my outfit. I'm not making fun of it. It's, it's not really pink. It's kind of a no. It's sort of that, a. I don't know what what the. It's got one of those colors that somebody from Montrose would know. I don't. But okay. Yeah. Well, it, like if you had the. If you had the tin pack of colors of crayons, like I mean, like when you grew up, there was probably only six crayons. I think there were eight, actually. Okay, yeah. Well, like if you had the eight pack of crayons, what color would they call that? Uh, it would be something you. Mix. It's either pink or purple. It's in between the two. It's just but not, not in, the, in the eight pack. There's no in between. But not quite a lavender. So maybe you mix the pink and the purple. It's more pink than it is purple. Okay. But I mean, I like this shirt. This is a. I mean, it looks good. It's a Stitch Fix shirt. But that's that's why I'm considering uh, taking you. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'll tell you what. We have a gym of the day coming up that (laughs) does involve sex, and uh, we'll talk about that when we return. It's the Blitz on ESPN ninety-seven five ninety-two five. You're listening.
listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from Sam Houston Race Park. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. So we're back on The Blitz. People speculating it could be fuchsia or salmon. It's neither of those. I think it's lavender. I think lavender is kind of the color. I thought lavender was a little more purple than this. This is more pink than it is purple. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I like it. I'm sorry. I think it looks good. Um, it's decided. Yeah. I'm, shout out my boy Kobo's Q. Yeah. I'm hitting it up this week. Nice. I'll, I'll tell you what. Tuesday? No, I'm going on Saturday. Oh. Damn. I got to work on Tuesdays, okay? Me too? Yeah, but you can leave in time to well, go. I could go pick it up, you know? Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's not a bad call. But, yeah, I think I'm going to take the whole family out there on Saturday and get some of those burrito tacos. So good. If you're going to go pick some up on Tuesday, I'll give you some money if you bring me some back. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing it. Look at this. That's pretty much lavender, Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty close. There's a few variations, but it's close. But, yeah, uh, I'll tell you, if you've got a restaurant, and you know what? I I, I forgot the name of the other place that I've been seeing advertised on Instagram. But if you can't take good pictures of your food, you're, you're behind the game. There's some chicken place, a chicken sandwich place, like a Syrian chicken sandwich place in that, uh, uh, the food park behind Treasures. Uh, on uh, Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, the food truck, like little area. Yeah, a little food yeah. truck park. And I keep seeing their things just pop up in my Instagram, and I'm like, I'm going there. I'm going to go eat their food. Kobo, like... He's the king on Twitter. He just posts his oh, photos. God. You start like, salivating the second I've, you see I've him. I've got to go eat there. Yeah. So uh, that's where I'm headed uh, t- tomorrow. A uh, couple things from the text line before we get to the gym. What are the odds Watson shows up to camp in a fat suit next season from Blaine? I don't think Watson will pull a full Arden. I just don't think so. Uh, and then somebody said Fred was dead on about the Texans job yesterday and why he took it or uh, – Quoting David Cully, I took this job simply because there's 32 of these in the league. It is a pleasure, it is a privilege, it is an honor to be the head coach of one of these franchises. Yeah, but again, it's different guys. You know, for some guys, that's what they want. I mean, and and I I would say more than I'm happy being a coordinator guy. Everybody wants to be a head coach. But in the case of the job, and this is what AJ was right about, and there's not, if you're a real candidate, you're not going to want it. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're a guy with options, you're not leaving another head coaching job in the NFL right now to take this job. So that part he was right about. But, uh, and then, um, is it possible? Read my text. My husband makes the biggest deal about how every one of my texts have been read on the show in the past, and he's in the garage, so he'll hear it. So I guess we don't read his text. Let me, I, let me tell you how the texts work. I don't really pay attention to... There's no names. Like, if so you put a name on it, and like, there's a few guys that put their name on it, so I know it's their text. I don't read every text. I mean, I read them. But I'm not going to read them on air because sometimes... Sometimes they're just stupid. You know, and, like, I mean, how many times do we need to hear, Fred, you suck? You suck, too! <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's do the Zadok Jewelers Gem of the Day. The Gem of the Day. It's the Gem of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gem of the Day. Um, this is either taking one for the team or tells us Everything we ever needed to know about the male-female relationship. Okay? Uh, a thief was stealing from a petrol station. <clears throat> it's a 
English story. That's a British gas station. Yeah, it, it actually was an American gas station, but oh, uh, it's a petrol station in England where the story's okay. from. They, I mean, but um, they they hijacked our news now. Yeah, that's what they're doing. We well, listen, we took their country. They'll take our news, I guess. Yeah, that's only fair. I mean, and, and let's see, Florida's a gold mine for them. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how they get clicks, right? Of course. So uh, apparently, a guy robs the gas station, was attacking the staff. But he was distracted by a woman who performed oral on him. The 24-year-old man reportedly tried to steal from the gas station and threatened to kill staff. It's actually in Slovakia, not the U.S. Okay. Uh, The employee opened the cash register, and the suspect took the money and punched the staff member several times. After giving the money over, the employee went to the back office where another colleague was. He was able to go out back and call the police. The alleged thief then moved to the office where he attempted to get money from the safe. The second colleague also escaped. However, an unknown woman came inside within a few seconds and began to satisfy him orally until police arrived, who then detained the suspect. Now, was this, like, by request or... Because, let's face it, no woman ever just walks up and says, like a stranger, hey, can I offer you this? Like, it feels like maybe this guy who was robbing a place may have held her at gunpoint. Mm. No, apparently uh, she's a 36-year-old Czech national, decided to stop the robber with an unusual method. So I'm guessing it wasn't worth it for him to go to jail. How long does it say what the response time was for police? It doesn't say the response time. Because for me, it's usually about 45 seconds. Like that's, like that's what, how long you'd have to distract me. Maybe a minute. Well, he'd been there for a while. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, especially if like she's really hot. And yeah, a stranger? Come on, man. So you know it, that's ending quickly. Yeah, because to me, that's like uh, that's like the plot of a porno. I mean, you're, you're laughing, Tyler, but be honest. A strange chick you don't even know just starts doing that. It ain't lasting long, right? Yeah, probably not. I mean, yeah, that's that's. I mean. You've, you're feeling like it's a real good day. A lot of good stuff's happened to you. Like, man, I you, just robbed this You place. stole a bunch of money. Yeah. You punched somebody in the face. And now you're getting pleased by a strange woman that you've never met. It's like, man, could this day get any better? And then the cops show up. Damn it. Oh. They got me. And this is why NW, it is why NWA wrote that song. Yeah. Because of times like this. <laughs> Margo says, note to self, check out Slovakia when things open up. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Seems like, you know, that's that's like shaking a hand or saying hello. Maybe so. And or we'll, maybe just go out and be like, hey, i, I got to rob a gas station. Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> but I don't think that will work here in, in Houston, Texas. No. Because here's the thing. Here, people just carry guns. Yeah. So if you try to rob a gas station. You'll get shot. You'll probably just get shot. Probably by the gas guy and but, probably yeah. by five people in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. By a good Samaritan and the owner. Is is she a good She's a Samaritan? hero. Okay, so she's a hero of the people. She's a hero, yeah. Okay, I like it. Now, here's the question. What if she's not single? Ooh. Well, does, like, does if she's got, if she's got a husband, is that cheating, or was it what she had to do to stop it's the crime? cheating, but for a good reason. For the greater good. Yeah. If you were her boyfriend, would you be okay with it? Uh, depends if, if we have that yeah. kind of relationship where I'm totally cool with her servicing a guy in a gas station for no reason. Does yeah. it also depend on if 
the job were finished before the police arrived. Ooh, yeah. That, that's a good question. That's a, that's a big uh, yeah. determining factor, I would say. Yeah, because if, if not, yeah, it's probably okay. Yeah, I would say it's so. Like, you know, it's just like sucking your thumb, right? Um, okay. Is it, Fred? I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> All right. Well. We need to go to break, mercifully. Size comparison there. <laughs> oh, man. Quick break. That's why he's nicknamed the Falcon and not the Hammer. Isn't that uh, – never mind. Uh, we'll be right back. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5.